0: I'm going to start with a with a really interesting story, which seems to have gone nowhere, and it kind of fits in with the theme tonight. So, so give me give me a second here. This story broke yesterday in France, and the story refers to uh, an 18 year old woman and her three sisters and her mother, all of whom have been charged in a terrorism plot that they're going to carry out in the south south French city of Montpellier. And it turns out the uh, DGSI which is France's equivalent of CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, where I toiled for, for more than uh, a decade and a half, found out that these, these women were plotting a terrorist attack uh, and that the 18-year-old, at least, if not others, were in fact fans of ISIS, Islamic State. So it seems that this was an ISIS-inspired plot. And when I got the news, I tried to, to find out more about it and I, and I couldn't find anything, especially on French media, which struck me as really, really odd because French media are usually pretty good at this kind of thing. And I found out a few other reports, uh, Reuters carried it, uh, American Associated Press carried it, the Toronto Star of all things carried it, which kind of makes me wonder. Um, but not a lot of details on what the plot was, how long have been in the making, but thank God they've been arrested and nothing's actually happened. So why am I raising this story in terms of the theme for tonight? The theme is, are we, are we losing our ability to actually call things terrorism? There's two other attacks that took place late last week, uh, one in Vancouver yeah, and um, one in Washington. The one in Washington, you're probably a little more familiar with. This is a man who drove a car up to the U.S. Capitol. Yes, the same U.S. Capitol that had that big attack way back on January the 6th. He struck two officers with his car, got out of the vehicle with a rather long knife and started to try to stab the officers before he was shot dead. One of the officers uh, succumbed to his injuries from being hit by the car. And in the aftermath of the attack, the police were very careful, as they should be, in saying, we're not sure really what the motive is. We're a little confused as to why he did this. There were allegations of mental health issues. He hadn't been doing well socioeconomically. He had troubles with uh, with life in general. He talked about quitting a job, et cetera. And so it was kind of chalked up for by most people as, oh, this is another mental health issue. It's probably related to COVID, you know, somebody in isolation, uh, somebody whose social network has collapsed and he just wasn't doing well. And he kind of reached the end of his rope and he took it out on the Capitol. Although you could ask yourself, why the Capitol of all places? I mean, if you've really reached the end of your rope, you chances are you just commit suicide, which happens unfortunately an awful lot in our society. You don't run over police officers, and you don't come out, you, you know, with a knife trying to stab more of them. Well, the one detail that's come out since the attack, and by the way, the man is dead. He was shot dead, as I mentioned. So he's not He's not going to say anything more. Dead men tell no tales, as they say. Well, it turns out this man is alleged to have been a member of the Nation of Islam. Now, Nation of Islam was a group founded by a man called Elijah Muhammad in the 1950s. It's largely African-American. It's now run by a man called Louis Farrakhan, who is one of the world's biggest anti-Semites. He thinks the Jews run the world. The Jews have screwed um, African-Americans for years now. And this man claimed he was doing this sort of in support of Louis Farrakhan. Now, again, this is very paltry information at this point. We don't know, as JB says, do you know if the Capitol incident has links to the previous ones? The answer is no. Or is it just the same location? It is, seems to be, I mean, the U.S. Capitol is a fairly big building. I'm not sure exactly where the, the, the car struck the officers, but it was outside the U.S. Capitol. But it seems to have no link whatsoever to the January 6th attack, which everyone's calling a right-wing terrorist attack, even though it it was nothing of the sort, at least not, not every member of that mob was a terrorist. Not every member of the mob was a part, a part of the far right. So we have an attack which certainly looks, at least on the surface, before you get to you know the actual what's happening in the background as a potential terrorist attack and the man is a self-confessed member of the nation of islam which is no not a terrorist group but it certainly isn't a mainstream group and it certainly has some parts to it that are problematic and may in fact be uh, conducive to violence so again what role did mental health play probably some what role did ideology play probably some right now nobody's calling it an act of terrorism okay okay fine i've always cautioned uh, caution 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 um that you should take your time to get more facts before labeling something so this is good the police are doing exactly what they should but we know that when these acts of violence happen everybody and his uncle gets online and says this is a terrorist attack this was this this was that and nobody's talking about that in this case okay i'll get but get get back to why i think this might be in a few minutes the other attack took place last week in vancouver where a man from quebec ended up torching trying to burn down three masonic temples so the mate you know the freemasons right remember the um the simpsons episode where where where, um homer joins the the masons yeah it's a good episode the Masons um, really confuse a lot of people. They're just a, a men's club. Maybe they maybe accept women. I really have no idea. Historically, they've been a men's club. Rather conservative. Um, people have all kinds of conspiracy theories about the Masons that they actually control the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now it turned out that there was some allegation, some information that the individual who torched the three uh, buildings that belonged to the Masons was in fact linked to uh, QAnon. And, you know, of course, no, but QAnon, right? The, the the infamous Q, the guy with the Q security clearance in the States has all this inside information on where the, where the world's going and what's going to happen to it. And therefore, the immediate conclusion was that this, might, this must be an act of right wing terrorism. Because, of course, QAnon is right wing terrorism, although it really isn't that, at least not all parts of it aren't that what i found fascinating is that i had a source a reliable source send me some information which suggests and i highly emphasize underline underscore the word suggests excuse me, suggests that the guy that torched the masons may in fact have and i stress may have some links to islamist extremism so I don't have any any more information at this point. I am working with somebody to gather more information on what happened in Vancouver. But the point I wanna make here tonight, and I see people are already commenting. I wanna wanna get your comments in a second. The the point I wanna make here tonight is that 20 years after 9-11, I think a lot of people are fed up. They've had enough when it comes to Islamist terrorism. That's all we've been talking about for the past 20 years. It's led to two invasions, three invasions, rather. Uh, the American invasion of Iraq, of Afghanistan in, in 2001. The American invasion of uh, Iraq in 2003. And the one people don't talk about, the Ethiopian invasion of Somalia in 2005-2006 to deal with a group called Al, the Islamic Courts Union, which morphed into Al-Shabaab which has been a particularly thorn in the Somali side for the past 15 years. So it's been all Islamist terrorism all the time for the past 20 years. And I think people um, are just, they've had enough. They want to move on. Now, the thing they moved on to, so if you want to talk about terrorism in 2020, 2021, the only acceptable topic for many people is far-right terrorism, what we call white nationalism or white supremacy or neo-Nazism, or for some people, QAnon. And things like that conspiracy theorists and the problem is um while there's no question that right-wing extremism is a phenomenon that we have to worry about and rightfully so when you when you look at what's happening on a worldwide scale on a daily basis and and if you don't read the news as much as i do i i humbly ask you or suggest you go to my website borealisthreatenrisk.com and look at the weekly terrorism updates that i put in there for about two months time and you'll see that 99.9% of all terrorist attacks on Earth in, the, in, the, in 2021, in the aftermath of the attack on the Capitol on January 6th, have been carried out by who? Islamist extremists. Al-Qaeda and its affiliates. Islamic State and its affiliates. Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And in the eight weeks or seven weeks, I believe that I, I kept track of terrorism on a daily basis and charted it, I found a grand total of zero far right attacks that one could qualify as terrorism anywhere on the planet. And the point I was trying to make here was that, yes, we can talk about far right terrorism. Yes, we can warn our, our officials that they should be on the lookout for it. And they are, I know that from firsthand information, but you can't pretend that as of April, 2021, The the only thing we need to worry about, and the only thing against which we have to dedicate resources is the far right, because Islamist extremists, the jihadis, are still killing 99.9% of people on the planet, including a possible plot in France. There are arrests in the States over the past couple of weeks of Islamic State supporters. So they haven't gone away. And what worries me is that when we consume media, is that there are people that are just reluctant for sensitivity reasons or for reasons I already cited, they want to move on to something different. You know, that you know, people have short attention spans, right? In the 21st century. It's like, what's new? What's new now? I don't care what happened five minutes ago. I want to know what's happening now. And that there's this hesitation to give Islamist extremism the importance, to accord it the importance that it still has. And that worries me because an awful lot's happening that people aren't commenting on. If you've been following what's happening in Mozambique the past couple of weeks, there have been hundreds of deaths, a group that has pledged allegiance in part to Islamic State called Islamic State, Central African province. And again, matter where you look in the Western world, there have been a grand total of zero attacks carried out by the far right. Just something to think about. Where do we put our attention? Where do we put our commentary? I don't know. It's 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 a great, great question. For those who are just joining us, I'm Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, former Canadian security intelligence officer. If it's your first time, welcome. I'd love to see you guys subscribe and like it on YouTube, it'd be great. Take care and, and thanks again for showing up.